0: supposed to walk around and blind them! Who would Jesus have asked? Do you know if anybody has a coat we could use? Isn't that how you all operate? We start asking questions. Okay. Then you send somebody, then they go around riding around okay. looking. That's what you do. I'm not messing up your trade I say, but that's what real estate agents do. They take you around and you'll be looking at houses. But if your eyes were open, You can go to her and say, listen, God told me I would live in Riverdale. So find me houses in Riverdale. At least find the city where he wants you to live. Hmm. See, because if you choose one by your eyes, watch. A neighborhood that is so safe today can become a trash in six months. Where we used to live, everything was fine. And one military man was transferred out of town And he put his house on Section 8. And these people moved in. And all of a sudden, 11 p.m., 12 midnight, they're hearing basketball. And all this. And before long, you start hearing gunshots. My god. And I went outside. Yeah. God said to me, go outside and make a decree that any family in this neighborhood that will mess up my daughters, they should move. And I went outside and thundered my decree in Jesus' name. In three months, they all moved. And that house stayed vacant. For a long time before somebody else bought it and moved in and and peace reigned. What God taught us works. We're not willing to die to rule and reign with Jesus. We're ruling now. We're reigning now. That's what some of you followed me in. And after I told you. I keep confessing I didn't do it. So I, I caught COVID. I told you to go and raise altars in the entrance of your neighborhood so COVID will not enter. And most of you did, and COVID didn't come near. I finished laboring. I was tired. I went to sleep. I forgot what I said until I woke up with it. I said, wait a minute. Oh, Lord, I didn't do what I told you to do. See, if you act on it, it works. Amen. Who has ever heard of such things? That's the way the kingdom is designed to run. Do you know what's available to you? Say, Jesus, he saw the coat. But this is a coat that nobody has ever sat on. Think about it. Even though a cult is not a human being, how many years of rejection did that cult deal with? Watch it, the other coats and people are riding them. Playing with them. And when they get to it, hey, I say human beings will understand the mysteries of the gospel. That even when man is bypassing you, it means that you have a date coming with Jesus. Hallelujah. You have a ride coming. The ride of your life. Rejected that man has been riding all these other regular codes. But you have been preserved for the king of kings. Hallelujah. Huh? That's what I'm celebrating. Because all the sons I'm raising, even those that are struggling right now, don't worry. You will see it turn around they're gonna wake up hallelujah you're marrying kings not broke men looking for good women to make it i'm raising sons of god prophets of god you know where your breakthrough is you get up and make a decree and god honors it So now, this, this quote no man had ever written on. I preach these things because Satan continues to beat people up. God told me to tell you parents, I don't know why you keep acting like you didn't grow up. You were once a teenager. You knew the things that made you angry. Then don't do it to your children. Your parents used authority without wisdom. Why are you doing the same thing? Why are you making them angry? Because, you know, if somebody's living with you, why do you want to rub it in their face that they're living with you? Wow. You can wash up the dishes yourself. What is the issue? Okay, here you go. You quiet on me. <laughs> Didn't you grow up you remember when things were done to you like that. And you were offended. And why are you doing it? People should leave you and be telling others how good they had it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. The position of the code. if he was a human being, told you where his experience has brought it, to a crossroads. How am I going to be in a family? And everybody gets attention but me. There's no prophet to tell me that God is reserving me for a greater tomorrow. Who will preach to me? Who will explain to me that the reason every code had a play, that God is reserving me, that I will have a ride of my life, that the first time a man will sit on me it will be the Son of God. He's He's a isn't it worth a the wait? He's a worth the wait, beloved? A he a needed two men of faith to go ahead of him. To go and untie that code, And they went. This is the reason I made a decision. That I didn't want to go alone in ministry. Because God is theocratic. But I discovered that when Jesus came. He never sent anybody alone. He always sent you by twos. Amen. Never sent anybody alone. Amen. I said okay. All these preachers that are lonely. It's because they created a world where they are alone. Because when you control everything and won't let anybody participate, then they'll let you be. Mm-hmm. Amen. No, I've labored, I set the place in motion and, and, and assigned everybody their own whatever. They hear from me if they're falling down on Amen. the job. Amen. But I ain't gonna die before my time. Amen. Amen. I was talking to Bishop Oso Sike you know, this week, he said, man, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? He said, preachers are dropping dead in the pulpit. Every week we hear about another one. Every week we hear about another one. It's not just COVID. He said, because stress. Stress. And they're not checking on their health or whatever. And you want to control everything. and You're scared of this. What are you scared of? If you're scared of losing something, then you've lost it already in the spirit. Because I can't lose what God has not taken from me. Amen. I tell you, go ahead, break your neck. All you're going to end up with is a, a quick funeral. I don't have time for all of that. Watch. Send two men with faith. Ask yourself, if God has decided that he, Jesus will only go this far. For the destiny of resurrection has to be fulfilled. And now he has to send out faith people to go and get what is needed to move this ministry forward. Would he choose you? Would he choose you? Think about it. Because the history is being written. He said, men with faith. Ask yourself, would you have gone if you were sent? He said, go over there now. Now, lose the coat. Don't ask them. If they ask you, why you are you doing this? He said, tell them. You see, we haven't gotten to the entry yet. We are, we're just getting the equipment. That, that's what I want you to see. This is just to get the thing started. We cannot bypass this process and start talking about the entry. Because if we don't have this code, if we don't set it up as the word of God has spoken, all the arguments I've heard about women being pastors, or is it only men, and all of that—I said—is because we don't understand the scriptures. Watch now. He said, "Tell the daughter of Zion, yeah. your king cometh, not the man, yeah. the daughters." Yeah. 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 See, because if the women get it. If they get it, God knows he will get the job done. And when men have good wives, we're not calling you good just because of your cooking and all of that. We're calling you good because God has a voice in you. And when the devil is messing with your husband, you know what to say. You know how to pray. You know how to counter him. And you should stop stressing where your the spiritual level of your husband is. No. I'm telling you, I was just over there, and the Lord said that, so I walked away. So the person who did the message, even though they know that I didn't point them out, he said, stop stressing where he is. Just be who I've made you in his life. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep Praise nurturing. God. Keep ministering. Yeah. Before long, he will start hearing God with your voice. Do you know how many times people have told me? Mm -hmm. eh? Mm -hmm. One guy said to me, I didn't know God had an accent. I said, what does that mean? He said, he spoke to me, and it was with your voice. I said, he's telling you he sent me. So he can take my voice. I said, don't you see that's what happened to Samuel? Eli failed with his own children, but he succeeded with Samuel. So that when God was calling Samuel, he thought it was Eli. Eli's voice and God's voice were synonymous in his life. Who is prophesying to you? Who can you hear? Whose voice are you hearing? One young man years ago, after I ministered to him, the flesh wouldn't let him rest, so he went back to the club. He said he was dancing and doing all that. In the middle of the dance, all of a sudden, he heard my voice. What are you doing here? I told you not to come back here. He was like, wait a minute, who, who is, you know. He started backing up until he ran away from the club and got in his car and drove home and came back to church. He said, you will not believe what happened. You came to the, you came to the club. I said, I did? I say, it's the Holy Spirit that followed you to the club and was repeating to you with my voice. Accent and all. He got it done. Watch. I want to share this testimony. Before I conclude, you can see I didn't get very far. Watch. Jesus said to them, Go and lose this coat. And if any man asks you, what are you doing losing the coat? He said, Tell them, the Lord hath. That is what the church has lost. We are so familiar with religion that now when you hear the Lord's name, you are not moved. No. You only give to things as and grandize you based on your own view of philosophy or things that, that there are people that go to churches except you show some hungry children with kwashioka stomachs. Some of you <laughs> don't know what kwashoka is, Google it. <laughs> Bloated stomachs and crying, that's the only time you give to the ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's why every ministry in America has to go overseas and get some videos to motivate people, but it's no longer his name. It is as we interpret it, as it fits my fancy. You don't even know how Satan has penetrated you. That's why I talk about these things. Look at what happened to me. I roofed the Anglican church in the village. The place, the pastor prayed that I will attend service that Sunday. And he was praying that it will rain, so that the rain will fall on me, (laughs) so I can see what they are going through. That building was going to fall. And I spent, I went and took the money I had in my savings over there, I don't know how many millions, and paid for the roof. And the church was roofed. Watch. And I saw what they were doing. And I went to them, I said, listen, The next time I come, just give me three days. Let me feed the people. I said, You see that what you're doing will turn around. Their spirits will come up. And you will see this church change. And the guy goes, (laughs) Apostle, you know, we have to talk to the bishop first, you know. So, and that was it. And then. I came again, and they announced that they were having a women's conference for the diocese. That's how they believe they force development in their churches. They give you such a responsibility so you guys can hustle and fix up your place and do whatever that needs to be done so you can host the conference. And they asked the people to give, and the people didn't give. So they decided to levy everybody. Are you following? I was so upset. I said, look at this fruitless people. I said, you guys are using the opportunity God gave you because the only churches here are the Anglicans and the Catholics. And you've had this place for years, 50, 60 years. And one day God will get tired and release non-denominational churches to come here and turn this place around and take the people from you. If you don't pay their dues, they will put your name on their book. And then when you die, they will not bury you until your family clears your debt. That's what they're doing. So I'm driving past and I see the two priests. And they said, uh, uh, Daddy, you know, I know you've heard about the conference, you know, whatever. I said, I said you fruitless people, this thing you guys are doing, you, you will run out of time soon. Mm-hmm. I was so upset with them. I said, I'm not giving you any money. You follow? Mm-hmm. I keep asking you follow because I want you to see how God thinks so you can make corrections because you are thinking the same things I thought. We think, Watch. And I left them. I had no plans to pay that dues. I have no pl- I said, listen, if, when I die, hmm, I can have a funeral here. If you ship my body over there, I have enough bishops and apostles and pastors that will be fighting to come and bury me. I said, I don't need you knuckleheads. That's me. That's what I thought. I was so offended with them. And then I went to my house, went to bed, and I woke up the next morning. As soon as I opened my eyes, it was that God was standing over me. And he said, son, it is me you are speaking against. It's me. It doesn't matter what's wrong with the preachers. It doesn't matter what they're doing, but it's me. Give them the money. And I jumped up. I didn't give them their dues. I probably gave them ten times. I don't know what the budget was, but I gave them. What was God telling me? If he has my name on it. Don't lose that thing. That's what the man, Jesus said, for the men to tell the owners. He said, the Lord had need of it. If you hear it today, does this still move you? Does this still cause you to give? Because him, it is him. Or have you factored in your pride? That's how you stay unleavened. Because without the obedience of these two faithful men and the cooperation and obedience of the owners of the codes, we won't even have the triumphant entry. And so much in God's kingdom is not getting done. Because God's people are the king of who they are. You're holding your money. No matter what he said, you have your own plans for your money. I thank God for those of you that have heard God here. I have made sacrifices. I have sown to things to see that the kingdom moves forward. I say, hey, kudos to you, but don't lose it. Don't lose it! Beloved, this is Filet Mio. Good stuff. Things reaching into your heart to generate true worship. Hallelujah. I used to moved because his name is on it. We all have been jaundiced by religion, by people messing over things. And all of a sudden, we are justified in our intransigence, okay? Don't let that word throw you. We are justified in, in the hard-heartedness of our positions. We are dug in. No matter what, you are, what is preached, you are not moved anymore. Excuse me, when you hear his name, those tears don't come down. The bubbling of joy. See, you've lost something. As you are listening to me, you should be saying, Lord, help me get it back. Give it back to me. He woke me up, screaming at me, son, it is me. Yes, it's traditional religion. Yes, these priests are blind and and may not even understand what they're doing wrong. But he said, but because it has my name on it, you honor it. And I bless them. Bless their heart. (laughs) He still didn't change them. It was only when I went to another meeting and I mentioned that the Catholics had come with a delegation to get me to do a three-day revival for them (laughs) and that they would put my name on on a plaque in their church and that the bishop was coming to consecrate that plaque. That's when they rushed and then gave me the high, I mean, you can't get any higher if you're a special guest at the Anglican Synod for the entire diocese. (laughs) Even they had speakers arranged. Their names were printed in the program. They retired all of them. I ended up doing the whole thing. (laughs) They were trying to hold on to me. (laughs) And I made a large donation to Booth, hallelujah. (laughs) But it doesn't matter, beloved. I stayed safe and alive. (laughs) And when I see what God is doing in my life today, I'm amazed. But I've sown some huge seeds over time. And when I'm telling you to sow seed, that's why you don't move, because you're a jaundiced. Ask yourself, if that coat belonged to you, would you have released it because it had the Lord's name on it? That's a tune-up clinic once a year when we have Palm Sunday. And, and the church calls it the triumphant entry. But why was it called triumphant entry? Some said it's because the Jews were trying to kill Jesus and that he still made that trip. That that was a triumph over the flesh, a triumph over the enemy and all of that, you see. But it was a triumph. Jesus followed to the letter. What the word of God dictated, he followed it. And men triumphed over their pride, triumphed over their prejudices, gave. And even after the cold came, you saw different levels of giving. Some took out the outer coat and placed it for him to ride on and for the coat to walk on. Others cut branches of trees and put on the way. Different levels of giving and sacrifice. You have to fight for your heart to stay alive. Don't die in church. Don't die in religion. Don't die in the choir. Don't die cooking food at church. Don't die serving in the audio visual, or whatever. Don't die there. Make sure your heart is alive. You're doing it because of him. Not for money, not for anything else. There's nothing he won't give you. I can only tell you the truth i discovered and what is making me tick. And when you embrace it, you'll discover resurrection. You see that the God, and I love that, the way Malachi 3 said it. He said, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. <laughs> he will show up, he will show up. In my life today, because God is so close and shows up every day and in every way, It it looks like these things are not costly or precious. But I remember years when we fasted and prayed and saw nothing. There was no move of God. The anointing, the glory didn't flow. No. That's why you see some places people keep trying to push people down. But today I just wave or blow or take a communion cup and throw and some. Hey, it's incredible what the grace of God has produced. It couldn't have been a better way to end this week. So searching. Turn your heart over again so you can produce. Come to church on Sunday and worship with us. Don't be in a hurry. Allow the word of God to do a new work in your life. (laughs) Amen. Then, because of him, support the verse of resurrection. Because of him, sow your seed and receive a breakthrough. Support the work, the kingdom of God on the earth. I'm way past time. God bless you. We love you, beloved. We want you to win. That's why we're telling you these things. We're not after your money. No. I, I saw a preacher saying, we're not after your money. You, it's just the word of God. No, but, no it's not. <laughs> First of all, without money, you can't preach. You wouldn't even be hearing me if we're not paying. It's not free. It takes money to preach the gospel. And it takes gospel to support it. Do it now. Witness miracles happen in your life. Jesus, my name. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.